everyone and welcome back. Today is Friday, December 16th, 2016. My name is Angela Walton Raji and this is the African Roots Podcast. And remember, you can always reach me at African Roots Podcast at gmail.com. Well, everyone, how are you today? Oh my gosh, would you believe it? Hmm, what? Less than 10 days away is going to be Christmas Day. I know you're all busy and I'm going to make this a short podcast. Well, relatively short anyway, but wow. Oh my goodness. You know, hey, this is it. This is the season and we're also gearing down towards, well, the end of this year and the beginning of a new year. So a lot of things are certainly going on. Oh my goodness. First of all, I want to start out this week and give, I'll just say a warm shout out, even though he can't hear it, he is across the pond in the motherland. A shout out to Melvin Collier. And I just want to say, well done, well done. He, if you are not aware, Melvin Collier, certainly well-known genealogist and author. Well, he is quite busy. He is making sort of a personal sojourn, but he's there with others, obviously, also, uh, to Ghana. And if you are a follower of him on Facebook, you have had a chance to enjoy, as I have, the amazing pictures that he has had on this trip. Unlike many trips that many people have taken to West Africa, he has met family. He has met DNA cousins, people with whom he is connected, and he and cousin Leroy Dr. Leroy Frazier and others have been really visiting home for the first time. They have certainly traveled to a number of of places. They have been other parts. They've been up to Elmina Castle. They have gone to the village. I've forgotten what the name of it is in the western part of Ghana, built on uh, on stilts, uh, this little village there. He's walked uh, an incredible walk, or this this walk that's pretty elevated. a skywalk, so to speak. Uh, but he's had some amazing adventures. He's really gone deep into the country. And he's had a chance to meet elders who are family. These are individuals to whom he's related. And he's actually been able to experience a family reunion of sorts with relatives. DNA con- has connected them. And uh, wow, what a wonderful experience this has been. Um, And as many of you know, I have family in in Nigeria, certainly. My husband is from Nigeria, and we have relatives, certainly, um, certainly from Lagos to Oshogbo and uh, and other parts of the country. But uh, this is one that he, as an African-American, has made a connection with a specific family, and they have welcomed him home. I particularly enjoyed seeing that they were planting a tree, sort of a, a tree to grow, a tree of welcome as a symbolic gesture to other generations that may also go and visit that area. Just beautiful. Um, if you've not had a chance to follow him, well, certainly friend him on Facebook, take a look. Just wonderful things he's been sharing with everyone on this trip. He's still there at the present time, um, but yeah, well done. It has just been absolutely amazing to see, and uh, I've just really, really been impressed. So anyway, of course, you know, um, uh, week before last or the beginning of certainly the month on the 6th I was at uh, the Smithsonian at the um, celebration of the completion of the indexing project of course uh, and I talked about that a little, a little bit last week uh, we're still talking about it though uh, because it is so significant and I hope 
that means that many of you are going to be looking at those records. And I'm going to come back to that in just a little bit. But um, um, just, you know, take a look at some of the videos that are there talking about the process, talking about the... Um, the fact that some doors may be opened for, for a number of researchers to be able to find additional information about their families. And as I said, I'll, I'll come back to that shortly. But uh, by the way, um, if you are not aware, registration is open for Maggie. That's right, Maggie, M-A-A-G-I, the Midwest African American Genealogy Institute. Maggie, the Teaching Institute, where you walk in with Maggie, but you're going to come out with some new skills. You're going to come out doing something you haven't done, maybe aware not only of maybe certain record sets, but really how to utilize them and how to how to analyze them in a different way. Um, those of you who have a strong interest in DNA, of course, will have a chance to uh, work with several individuals, uh, Bernice Bennett, Nika Smith, um, Shannon Christmas, and really to really just get some, roll your sleeves up and, and get some hands-on experience working with GEDmatch and all of the different tools that are there. And uh, a wonderful experience. And of course, those who are interested in pre- and post-slavery era, especially military, uh, Dr. Alfred Brothers, just tremendous person, is going to be there. And um, to really give you some ideas on how you can get additional information on ancestors, um, who served in the military and where to find those records. Very, very important. And uh, of course, there is the writing track. We have a writing coach. Uh, Anita Henderson is there. We have authors there, bloggers there, and we have historical fiction writer Beverly Jenkins. And particularly, you might say, well, I don't have time for that. Well, hold it. I just want to mention how many of you have looked at uh, a document, gotten really excited and felt, oh, someday I'm going to write a book about this. Well, you know what? The painful story is nobody wants to write, or rather, nobody wants to read the story of your family history, but they may want to read a novel about it. If you can take a series of documents and write the story of what happened based on those documents. That is something that people do want to read. Well, Beverly Jenkins is a historical writer. She takes historical events and she turns them into novels. And, uh, oh my gosh, she is a master at it. And uh, many people know her from, which I think she's kind of, she, she straddles two genres. Many people know her as a romance writer. I know, her as a, I know her as a historical fiction writer. And that is the way I talk about Beverly Jenkins as a writer of historical fiction. And because of that, we deal with historical records. But how can we turn them into a story that individuals want to read. And that's what I'm talking about. And we're excited that she's going to be there. So yeah, take a look. Take a look at the website. Take a look at Maggie. MaggieInstitute.org is the website. Um, you may want to look at it. It'll be the best three days you will have experienced. You have a chance. Select one track and have 12 different classes focusing on that one thing, whether it is writing, whether it is uh, military. And by the way, those of you who have an interest in, in military, Harry Jones, who used to be at the African-American Civil War Museum, is going to be speaking and teaching at Maggie as well. So yes, this is promising to be quite 
and exciting, exciting year. This is going to be the fifth year of Maggie, by the way, at the World Famous Genealogy Institute at Allen County Library. So I certainly hope that uh, many of you will certainly consider coming and uh, take a look. Um, there are going to be some announcements coming up soon in terms of scholarships available. And so, yeah, you do want to pay attention to that as well. It'll certainly be a tremendous investment of your time. By the way, as we're planning towards the new year, changing pace a little bit, um, February 4th is going to be an interesting day. If you happen to be in the Baltimore, Washington area, uh, you are encouraged to consider attending the um, uh, all-day genealogy event, which is going to be, by the way, free of charge. And this is an all-day genealogy event occurring at the Family History Center in Kensington, Maryland. I'm sorry, Kensington, Maryland. That's one of the sponsors of the event. It's the Family History Center in Laurel, Maryland, sponsored by five genealogy societies and the special interest group uh, and the Kensington, Maryland LDS Research Center as well. Um, this is February the 4th, Saturday, and their theme is from the archives to the classroom. How many of us have thought about, gee, wouldn't we like to take this, this concept of genealogy and take the passion that we all share and share it with the next generation? Well, that's part of the theme in terms of where uh, um, certainly many of us want to go uh, and to be able to teach and to be able to, to teach it to the next generation, which is extremely, extremely important. And so certainly I urge all of you to take a look. If you're in the greater Washington, Baltimore area, yeah, February 4th, mark it on your calendar. You do want to consider coming to that. And then also there is uh, another event coming on, coming up rather, if you happen to be down in North Carolina and those folks in North Carolina are very busy because they are busy planning a cruise for the Augs Conference next year. But guess what? They are having also on February the 4th, a Black History Month genealogy conference. And also there is no cost to their event. It's going to take place at St. Augustine's University at the Prezel Robinson Library in Raleigh. And it's basically to in introduce individuals to genealogy, how to trace their family history. And they're going to have a number of things. They're having nine different workshops in terms of getting people prepared, uh, preparing your visual family history display, church and cemetery rec records, the, be uh, the basics for beginners, publishing family histories, my DNA, 23andMe, Family Tree Maker, and other genealogical software pro uh, programs, Friedman and Friends in Shades of Brown, how to protect your documents. It's always good to hear about preservation workshops going on. And searching the Register of Deeds and Slave Deeds Project at the conference. Anyways, it's really exciting to hear about it. I'm going to put some contact information for you on the podcast website because you may want to attend that as well. So if you're down in the Carolinas, get yourself to Raleigh on the 4th. If you're in the greater Washington area, Come on to Laurel, Maryland, and join us there 
on the 4th also. And of course, as I hear of new other events coming up, by all means, you'll hear, hear them from me. And I do want to encourage you, if you're out west, if you live in Colorado or New Mexico or Utah or Nevada or California or Seattle, you know what? I hope that some of you will consider coming to Roots Tech. There are going to be some amazing speakers that are there. And there are going to be quite a few speakers uh, of African-American heritage, history, and family ties and genealogy, and who will be presenting about their research strengths. Um, Bernie Spinner will be there. Dr. Shelley Murphy is going to be speaking. Um, Nika Sewell-Smith out of Tennessee is going to be there. Many folks in the West actually know her so uh, because she's originally from California. So I hope, certainly hope people would coming, be coming to hear her. Janice Minor Forte out of Chicago will be there. Kenyatta Berry will be there. Melvin Collier will be there. I will be there. Uh, and it's just a really an exciting time. Also, I want to point out a special guest from Roots, the original Roots. Yes, LaVar Burton, Kunta Kinte, the original one in the original series is going to be there as well. So it's going to be an interesting time. Um, I just hope that many of you will try and make it there. We're talking also uh, the second week in February, beginning February 8th. Um, um, 8th through the 10th or 11th, I think, uh, is actually the date. And so, yeah. This is a great time, great time to be doing some research as well. If you can steal a moment and get over to that Family History Center and get a little research in also, by all means, certainly try to do that. Uh, I wanted to mention something. Um, I mentioned um, the, uh, well, the theme for the Maryland event in February is from the archives to the classroom. Well, talking about going from the archives to the classroom. If you had a chance last night to um, listen to Bernice Bennett's show, you'll know what I'm talking about. But if you didn't, you want to tune in. Our guest was Dana Saxon, believe it or not, who lives currently at the present time in the Netherlands. And, uh, but she is, she is uh, certainly from the U.S. She does genealogy. And she has been able to actually make that transition from, yes, the archives to the classroom. She has been able to start to partner with school systems and start to influence the curriculum and to be able to start to teach genealogy to young people, to teach it in the schools. How wonderful is that? This is an interesting show. I really hope that you will um, tune in. If you missed it, of course, we know Bernice's show is available immediately afterwards as a podcast. This is really quite exciting. And actually, I think a lot of people were interested in that subject because there were a lot of people who were listening in last night who were tuning in and who were in the chat room. And it was very, very lively discussion. Um, tune in because I think this is something that many people may want to consider doing and um, this is perhaps the time this is the time to get that started and um, to use perhaps what she's doing as a model this is a chance to take our passion to influence the next generation and yes to take it to the classroom anyway as you know her show airs every Thursday evening at 9 p.m. Eastern Time on blog talk radio well 
Um, I've been busy. I had a chance to get to the National Archives this week doing something that I totally enjoy, which is looking at Civil War pension files. And oh my goodness, I've been able to see quite a bit. And uh, it's always a joy to get and to pull into those files. And you know, if you have not been able to really get into Civil War research, I would really like to encourage you to do so. Or maybe you know someone who, who's maybe in the Civil War, you don't know how to get the file, contact me, uh, AfricanRootsPodcast at gmail.com. I would like to be able to help you and assist you and um, to see what, what uh, I can do to get you encouraged to look at them. It's a new way of looking at your community. It's a new way of looking at your ancestors too. Uh, so, so many amazing stories come out of those files. It is just truly, truly something. And I really do hope that you will, will consider doing that. Um, by the way, I also want to say um, uh, congratulations to people out in Western Maryland, Cumberland, Maryland. Now, if you don't know Maryland, Maryland's one of those states, you don't always recognize it by the shape, has an odd shape. Part of it sort of drops down as a peninsula into the Chesapeake Bay and the Atlantic Ocean. But uh, another part of it gets real narrow at one point, then it drops down into what is West Virginia. Well, Maryland, that area is Western Maryland, that whole area. And um, Cumberland, Maryland, which is part of the Western Maryland area. Amazing, amazing area. But people have been working hard to preserve the Jane Gates house. Now, you might be scratching your head saying, Jane Gates, Jane Gates, who's that? I've heard that name. Well, yeah, you have. If you've watched anything involving Henry Louis Gates, he never hesitates to show a picture of his, of his ancestor, Jane Gates. Well, actually, apart from the fact that he shows her on every single episode, it's interesting, actually, Jane Gates, the person. This is a woman once at one time enslaved, and this woman herself purchased her own property in 1871. And um, she was able to raise her children. She worked as a laundress and she raised her children and became, of course, the matriarch of, of the Gates family. But um, how this woman, once enslaved, became a property owner so early is an interesting story. The goal is to preserve the house and to have that house become a center of African-American history and heritage and to create this heritage center once it's restored. Well, I want to say congratulations to them because the um, Maryland African-American Preservation Program for 2017 has announced that the Jane Gates House is going to be the recipient of the 2017 $100,000 preservation grant. This is wonderful. Congratulations to them. They'll be able to put money into full restoration of the house. And then, of course, we'll be able to turn this structure into a heritage center and a preservation center. So this is really wonderful. And I really encourage people, look around your own community. What other communities can be saved, can be restored, can be preserved? This is something that we, certainly we all should um, put our energies into and to certainly, certainly applaud that because certainly it is something is that, um, uh, well, that deserves uh, more than just, just a nod. They certainly should be um, celebrated because I think it is just a wonderful thing that has truly happened. So uh, in the meantime, oh my goodness, I'm looking at the day, looking at the time rather. It's time for me to wind things up. I said it was going to be a short one. Um, 
you know, wow, uh, a lot of things um, that are going on. I did wanted to add the one little tidbit that, uh, about individuals, if you're planning on making any trips to the Washington area, there have been some changes in uh, the museum, uh, the Smithsonian Museum um, ticket distribution. And those of you who've thought that, you know, all hope was lost in terms of being able to get there before the end of the year, they're sort of restructuring the ticket distribution. And there is an opportunity starting this Monday to touch base with them to get tickets. They're making some revisions in the process. Also in early January, they're going to um, start to allow some same day purchase uh, ticket purchases to be made um, and to allow a few more walk-ins than they've typically allowed in the past. So I'm going to put a link there for you um, so you can take a look because, as I said, starting uh, Monday the 19th, they are changing the visitor policies. So a few uh, more options may be there for you to visit the museum that didn't exist before. Also, uh, starting in early February, they're going to start passes available for May, for, you know, late spring. So that's really kind of exciting to hear about that. So, wow, in the meantime, I think I am going to wind things down for this week. You've got things to do. You've got shopping to do, plans to make, other things. Use this time, of course, in the next um, two weeks as the holidays pass. Yes, make those memories, interview those elders. But, um, also, you know, uh, make some plans for the new year. Pull out the calendar and um, maybe reestablish those goals. Maybe make another commitment to uh, embarking on, on a genealogical project. And I'd love to hear some of the things that you're working on as well. In the meantime, wow, a shout out, by the way, to one of my uh, uh, listeners, uh, Melissa Melissa uh, uh, Poole. We've been in touch a little bit, and it's been just really a joy communicating with her. And, um, you know, hey, a lot of things are going on, and expect some, some new features coming up, uh, even before the end of the year, and maybe some sponsors as well. In the meantime, hey, um, thank you for listening. Thank you for taking out time during this busy season, during this holiday season. Um, a lot of things are going on, a lot of things to focus on. So certainly I know you have to get to those projects, but thank you. I appreciate you for being there. I appreciate you for your time. And just also for those of you who, <clears throat> excuse me, um, who many times have just let me hear from you and it's just, and you've shared your events with me. So thank you. I really do appreciate that. In the meantime, oh my goodness, you know, hey, a lot of things are going on, but you're busy and, and I appreciate that. So I hope that you do continue to stay as busy as you are. And of course, continue to research and keep documenting. And always keep sharing what you find. Take care, everyone. Have a great week. It is cold outside. Be well, be safe, stay warm. And I'll talk to you next time. Take care. Bye-bye.